Hello and welcome to the Screen Chronicles. I'm Colby. With me as always is Steve. And today we're joined by a very special guest. You may recognize him from works such as The Parent Trap or Son of God. But if you're watching or listening to us, you will definitely know him as Elderman Udda of Devonshire. Simon Coons, welcome to the Screen Chronicles. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming on, Simon. We're, we're huge fans of The Last Kingdom, and we loved Oda on yes. The Last Kingdom. He was one of our favorite characters. We thought he had a, a really awesome arc throughout the two seasons he was in the show. Um, yeah. How are you doing today? How are you feeling today? Today, I'm feeling great, actually. It's good. Yeah, it's a good day. Uh, you know, things are sort of looking up a bit after this uh terrible time we're going through so uh, uh you know worldwide so but it, it feels like uh, you know the green shoots of recovery yeah. are you know there you know I, i've just been for a walk in the park freezing my ass off but uh, <laughs> but you know the crocus are coming up the daffodils are coming it just makes you think ah oh, come on this is uh, this is life is life is good you know we're okay so yeah. So that's the vibe I'm on, particularly today. So you caught me on a good day. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, like Steve said, we absolutely loved you in The Last Kingdom, but we're also curious about how you got into acting. Wow. Um, <laughs> I think I knew from quite an early age that I was attracted to doing the stuff that I went to see mm -hmm. either in theatre or in cinema certainly on TV but more in cinema and theatre I was I, I think I remember I remember being taken to see the film Oliver when I when it came out uh -huh. in, in, you know, uh, when I was about seven or eight and I remember being absolutely blown because all those kids were in Oliver you know all the, all the big numbers and there's loads of little kids doing and I thought Wow, that's that's. Uh, it, I think that's literally. I honestly think that's where the seed was sown. And then I think as I sort of um, uh, grew up, and uh, I went to a very good school, which had a really good uh, dramatic kind of re reputation. Um, okay. Uh, they, they did a lot of drama there because they thought it was a good thing to do, which it is, I think. But but whether you want to be an actor or not, it's a good thing for developing person to do because it, it gives a great confidence it gives you you know the ability to you know uh, to talk in front of people <laughs> he says kind of, eh, sounding more like Woody Allen by the, by the moment but I mean uh yeah I, I think it's a great confidence builder as a tool drama you know right. as a tool great thing and I got really into it and I uh and then I think it come that that sort of time when you you know when the the, the, the hair starts growing and all the on all the notes <laughs> and all this going on I remember being we had a great English teacher who didn't who didn't let us touch Shakespeare until we were about 15 just when you needed to do it for, for the, what they had O levels then you know because he didn't want that thing of putting kids off when they're 11 and 12 giving them something like the Midsummer Night's Dreams and they all go I don't get this you know and we had Julius Caesar and and it was just this incredible political exciting kind of story written you know in 1601 or whenever it was written and uh and something that and then i, I would also uh, I, I was very much influenced by uh, the, the playwright um harold pinter who i absolutely worshipped and i remember i went to see a production of a play of his and i just and the two of those things came together i remember it the sort of the shakespeare and then the modern the very modern and the very old as it were and they just bang in my head and I just thought you know what I'm actually this is something and I, and I was doing a lot of stuff at school and 
and I was like I liked you know the English I only really liked studying right. English at school it was only really the only subject I had any interest in uh, and uh, and I just thought well you know let's have a go and I, and I, I read well you know and I, I, I got rhythms that I, I enjoyed that I enjoyed right. the language and so, and I just took it from there, really. And I, I didn't go to drama school, I didn't train as an actor. I, I, I wanted to do, I wanted to go to university, so I went to university. I just did loads of shows there. And I just thought, well, you just do it. You just get better by doing it. You know, right. I mean, slightly arrogant, maybe, or whatever. But I mean, there is a sort of, you know, there's an element of that, really. You've got to, you've got to think you can do it. Absolutely. <laughs> you got to have that confidence, Boy, right? Confidence, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, and then I did loads of shows there and I formed a theatre company with a couple of friends when I left university and we did some shows we did the Edinburgh Festival we did a few small venues in London and then I you know then back in the day you had to become a union member mm-hmm. to act the equity because it was a closed shop and so there was all that going to trying to get an equity card so I then I worked backstage of the theatre to do that I worked on a tour where I was building sets cool. and understudy you know, so I saw it from every angle, which I'm just so happy I did because, you know, I, I know how a, a theatre works. You know, I know sure. how a film works as well now. But originally, you know, you start in the theatre. I mean, some kids these days, I think, you know, they pretty much go straight into screen acting without yeah, a theatrical background. But, but I very much theatre is... Uh, was always like the you know the thing and so you know i've made sound tapes i've designed costumes i've painted cool. sets i've put sets up i did all that kind of stuff and, and i loved it uh but my first and i, I, I directing as well i love directing as well directing right. and acting. i love that whole thing of just trying to find out what's going on here what's going on in this scene what's right. is it fun? well you know what's what's really happening let's try and get that out and make that understandable to somebody watching it you know and okay. uh, uh Hopefully, you know, hit them in the head and the heart. So, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. And then I just, yeah, from university, I kind of went off and, you know, I got an agent and then I just worked in the theatre and then started doing a bit of TV and then started doing a few films. And it's just like that, really. It kind of, sure. there's sort of cause, you know, you meet people and they go, oh, yeah, and then you really go, yeah, and, and uh, that sort of thing. It's that part. I didn't train as an actor. Gotcha. Oh, interesting. I, I, uh, I just, I just, I don't know. I, um, Sounds like you just dove into it. In and... with a place where everyone was an actor. I just, I, I liked being, maybe I found that threatening. Or maybe I just didn't want to do it. I didn't, I didn't do it. So they, interesting. But, interesting. Where, where yeah. I went in. Anyway, we're still, we still are. We're still hanging in there. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we both first, I mean, well, I first saw you. I think, Colby, did you see Parent Trap before? That was probably the first thing I ever saw you. So, but yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, that was great. I mean, that was, um, yeah. I mean, what a gift. I mean, actually, mm-hmm. that was a good story. Well, in a sense, it was a good story. I went in for a, a, a one-line part in that. I met Nancy Myers and Charles Shire in London. They were actually there in London. And, um, you know, for, for like a one-line part, it's the photographer. There's a scene when uh, Elizabeth, uh, Natasha Richardson's character, is, is getting a, a wedding thing together. And there's a photographer just goes up like that, and there's a bit of a montage, and that was it. So I went in and I, I read my one line and then they, they, they kind of both sat back and, hmm, do you like to look at a different part? He's kind of yeah. like a butler of ballet. Would you like to <laughs> look at that? Have Go away for an hour, come back and have a little look. And so they literally gave me the sides. And, um, wow. and, uh, and I went away, came back and I did a read for them on a few scenes and they were like, okay, okay, like that. And then they went off and then, you know, that classic, you don't hear, you don't hear anything for 
few weeks, and then suddenly uh, the agent said, yeah, they want to offer you Martin, the bar. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, great. <laughs> that's awesome. My, my girlfriend told me, I have to tell you, that's her favorite movie of all time. Oh, well, uh, great. So she- you know, it's charming, it's funny, and it is, you know, actually really quite funny. Uh, and it's, it's quite emotional. It's got that whole, it's a proper family movie, and, uh, and it doesn't really date in a way it's kind right. of you can play it now and it still works you know i mean it's Absolutely. not too not too of its time i mean the right story, some of those movies do yeah it's very yeah, wholesome it's, it's a wholesome thing about that story it's kind of like greek you know they split up and they take yes. a twig each and they don't tell these <laughs> other. what the flying heck is going on <laughs> don't dig too deep Absolutely. <laughs> you, know? you have to kind of go okay it's the, this is the story about coming back together but i mean um no, I'm proud of that film because it's obviously given a lot of people a lot of pleasure. Absolutely. And, uh, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's not, nobody got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask well, if the it's dog, the same the of The Last Kingdom. As, uh... <laughs> no, but. Um... Lisa was this extraordinary 11 year old. Oh, yeah. All of energy there. And she really was. I mean, she did such a great job in it. And it, and it was, and for me, you know, being, you know, I was brought up on watching. Uh, you know, all the great movies when I was a kid, there would always be something on a Saturday afternoon. Right. I remember my my mum and dad, and dad would say, you know, he'd build the actors' names. So I know all the old actors' names, and, you know, because my dad was well into them and stuff. And uh, and uh, and then going and then working in Hollywood, uh, finally, when we got there, and working on, on the, uh, what's well, now Sony, but it was MGM. So we right. were working on one stage where they shot the flying monkey sequence. That's in, crazy. In Wisconsin. We were on that stage. Wow. So I, uh, and you were just like soaking that up. It was just a, a fantastic sort of, uh, yeah, it was like, and sort of work from working in Britain, which is fantastic. Right. But then you go to LA and this, the film industry is this, kind of, it's this sort of chrome plated beast. Right, just, right. You know, coming down the lot, you know, coming down the middle of the lane, right at you. It'll eat it's you just, alive. Uh, <laughs> it's so vast over there. And, you know, you're used to sort of huddling together in a, in a, in a wooden, leaky wooden shed in Britain. Slightly <laughs> over But I mean, you know, right, it, right. It, it's a hugely evolved beast over there. Uh, I mean, and that town runs on that in the music industry. It's that's, you know, that's LA, you know, it's entertainment right. city. So it's amazing. It was amazing being up close and personal for that. So, and, and fantastic education. Yeah, I think we talked to Runa about that um, when, because he was in um, Captain Marvel, and uh-huh. I know you also had an appearance, I think, in Captain America. Yeah, uh, that was shot over here. Yeah, you know, and, but he was yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about that change of going, um, you know, doing a, a film in the U.S. and just the 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 scale. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. the number of people literally standing around. I mean, I, I, yeah. I guess it may be different now. I mean, this is yeah, I sure. Mean, we've got- Ninety-seven, we were shooting that, so that's really right. hell. That's a long time ago now. But uh, I, I don't know how a lot of things have changed. Probably plus the pandemic. I don't know what how it's affected right. that. It is it's just vast, and you know they have budgets like well, they can just get a photographer in for it and just spunk ten grand on him because they just they need a because they didn't like the other guy. <laughs> so, right, right. Uh, you know, so yeah, great. And then where did, you know, how did you then become involved in The Last Kingdom? Well, uh, 
It was just a, a regular casting call, but I, I suspect that uh, Chrissy Skins, who produced the um, original two seasons, um, had a hand in it because I'd worked with her on a couple of things before. Uh, and so I think I was on her radar, as it were. And so, um, so yeah, I was got in for a casting with her and Nick Murphy, who right. was the, I guess, showrunner, you would call it, who was the originator, who was his baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I just did a read. And my friend David Dawson, who I'd worked with in the stage, actually. Oh, really? He was, but yeah, we did a show together uh, a few years back uh, in London. And so I knew him already and I saw him there. And I went, oh, yeah, what are you in for? He said, Alfred. I mean, they couldn't have picked a greater Alfred. Yeah, he was great, wasn't he? It was really good. And actually it was great because, you know, a lot of my stuff was with him. So we had a, you know, we had a kind of relationship. And we had that. We really enjoyed doing our stuff together because it was... I think he felt he enjoyed it because he liked that that friction between us and mm. also and also the sort of support because they, they kind of go in and out from each other those two characters right um, and uh, so yeah I just went in for a read and uh, and Nick Murphy's great it was all very relaxed and he was very sort of I mean his whole take on the style which was really nice was like well what I'm interested in is you know here's the script here are the actors let's get in as a space and let's see what you want to do. And then I'll try and see where I want to, you know, you know, like, like I think that's a good, good director's work. Really. They want, they, they, they make the scene work and then they say, well, okay, we're going to shoot it from, as opposed to what you get a lot of the time you come in and there's the setup and you think I've got to fit into the frame. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes it, so, so are you saying it gave you that kind of like, creative freedom a little bit? I, I think so. Certainly kind of, well, when we got out there, you know, you're looking at the builds as well because they had fantastic builds for the, the interiors. Yeah. So you had, when you were in a, you know, a banquet room, it was a huge hallway. I mean, it was big. And, right. and but obviously a lot of scenes are actually, they're quite sort of, they're actually quite small. It's like, it's like right. the mistake a lot of people think about Shakespeare. They think, oh God, it's just, a, it's not actually, it's just people talking to each other. And actually that's, that's, where it all comes, the setting happens to set it off, you know, make it totally maybe sometimes, but, um, so yeah, so, so yeah, we would get in the, in the, so anyway, yeah. So I got into it like that and then they, they offered it and I was like, fantastic. Cause I mean, what a great, you know, I mean, I was used to playing, you know, you play coppers or lawyers or sure. so you're in your suit and you, and you, you and, and then suddenly you're in, you're a thousand years ago. <laughs> And uh, and you're running the country, which is not even the country that you know yet. And right. so I found absolutely thrilling, you know, just as completely as an imaginative uh, thing to just go into a different world, a different set of way of seeing the world and belief systems, morals, everything, you know, punishment mm-hmm. system, all that whole area of how the world was, or certainly how Britain was then anyway. Sure. And are you a fan of that history and that time period, or were you before going into this? Would, uh, yeah, a fan. Right. <laughs> I was aware of it, but obviously, I kind of I, I got well into it from getting involved in that project. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, the fascinating time about that period is that 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 Alfred really brought what we now call Britain 
out of what was literally the dark ages. Right. Uh, right. You know, that was the thing because nothing was written down. Um, there was no history. The Romans right. left 400, about 400 AD. And there was literally, there were about 400 years, three and a half, 350 years, when this, which is why they call the Dark Ages. Not, very little was written down. So we know very little about that period. You know, the Romans buggered off. We, we broke up their central heating systems and went back to painting <laughs> ourselves blue, probably. And uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> that's it, you know. And, and so suddenly, and then, and, and then I think, you know, I don't think it was as sudden as Alfred. I think there was probably a move towards it. But of course, then there was the whole, I mean, we could get into a whole thing about the history, which I did find yeah. amazing. But there, there was, what there was, was the belief system which changed because Christianity yeah. came in. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, Constantine had had it in the Roman Empire a bit, but actually it wasn't really here, as such, certainly not in the kind of, the rural parts, you know, people still were, you know, worshipping, you know, fertility gods, uh, the gods right. for the trees, for the crops. You know, it makes sense. You know, you're right. worshipping the land and the sun and the things that give you what you, how you live. That made a lot of sense to me. And actually, I kind of felt that Oda had a touch of that, in the, that he kind of, because Christianity, like any kind of organized religion, certainly back then, was a way of ruling the masses. It was a kind of a power tool, right. as well as, <clears throat> I think for Alfred, it was a, it was a proper belief. But it was also right. a way of uh, power, of exerting some sort of power. Sure. control. absolutely. And so, but I always had a slight inkling that Oda might have a little shrine to a kind of, I mean, maybe There's... a... a a war god or, or sort of a power, some sort of fertility thing or some sort of yeah. gods that still have some pull towards it. He would certainly toe the Christian line, but Christianity was very sure. different. A very different thing. There was none of that, you know, there was none of that suffering on the cross. I mean, right. Christ like presented as being like kind of very powerful on the cross. Right. It was like, it wasn't the kind of, oh my God, these oh, weeping people at their feet. It was more like this kind of, more like almost like a superhero kind of thing. I mean, right. I, 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 right. I'm not trying to belittle it, but that was the iconography which I found sure. fascinating. That period was that he was very strong-looking guy. Was this kind of you see these kind of carvings, and he's not he's not at all like this. He's right. kind of like I'm going to live again, and it's like a kind of and you kind of thought, well, yeah, I can see why the Vikings might buy into that, which is right. what they they had to do in order to create their little bit of Danelaw, which was the eastern side of Britain, where, where the, the arrangement was made, where they could come and yeah. they, they say, okay, you can come here, convert to Christianity. And they, they, I think they sold it as it was a powerful thing rather totally. than this thing of feeling guilt. It's not a Catholic religion. This is like, you right. know, not guilty. As soon as you're born, you're, you're guilty of sin. Mm -hmm. It was more to do with the power, I think. It's interesting. Yeah. They and sort of, that sort of approach to it, which makes a lot of sense to me. And I'm so glad you brought that up because we were just as getting ready for this talk. I said to you, Steve, I was like, I wonder yeah. if Uda has like a hint of some of the old pagan beliefs, because there's a small <laughs> scene um, when you guys go to Cookham to see Uhtred and you and Alfred yeah. are talking about the pagan hall and he's just bashing yeah. it and you're kind of defending Uhtred slightly, not, not, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. want to piss Alfred off I think <laughs> and I you I say, like um, they were the gods of our forefathers, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, actually, I, I'd had that. I mean, they gave that 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 line came 
you know, that was something that they happened to write. But I certainly, before I even started on this, I, I, I just thought, and there was also, there's a, a great novel I read, which is just a brilliant novel, which is set slightly later, but it, and it, but it's it's written from the viewpoint of a guy who lives in the Fens, which is like mm-hmm. North London. Do you know the Fens, Lincolnshire, right up there? Okay. And Unity, and it's set in 1066. Okay. And and very much the old gods are still alive. That's what I mean about in the in the certainly in the cities, so Winchester, London, you know, the Christianity, that's the power base. But back in the countryside where you are growing the crops, when you're right. growing the wheat, you don't give a shit about. Jesus and all that. You, all you want is you want Woden or wherever to say, yeah, you're going to get the sun's going to come. You're going to get the rains at the right time. That's the most important thing to their lives. That's and nice. I think that's, so I think, you know, Christianity, it's a long, long, long period that it took sure. really to take hold, as it were. Sure. And then, of course, the French came in and, you know, they, <laughs> they, they biffed us and, uh, <laughs> and around. they hung around for a few years. So right. um, that's that. So it's an absolutely fascinating period, which is why the project was just really exciting because it, it, it it's the birth of what we call Britain now, really, because it wasn't Britain. It was like loads of different states, you know, right. Mercia. Right, uh, right. Remember any other? What they call Wessex? Wessex, Wessex yeah. Cumbria, Cumbria, the Welsh, <laughs> you know, all this kind of stuff. The Cornwallum in right. uh, the West Country, yeah. Right. So fascinating time. So really interesting to see that. You had mentioned Nick Murphy earlier. We had, yeah. we had had a chat with him before, too. And when he when we spoke with him, he talked about a lot about when he started the show, he wanted to have a lot of younger actors on um, for making up the show just because people just generally didn't live very long during that time period. Ah, but you right, were someone yeah. who came in with with more experience. What was it like for you working with some more experience? More you were ex- old. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no it's OK. Yeah, no, I get that. Well, I think, yeah, yeah. What was it like for you, though, working with with some of these casts who, like, this was, like, their first big project? What was lovely was that, yeah, it was, uh, it it broke a lot of young British and, wonderfully, um, Scandinavian uh, who came in. And I think that also was just, you know, absolutely a genius stroke. It It would be so good to have Scandinavian actors playing the Northmen. Because that doesn't it always happen. It had, it, no, but it had, it totally worked. And it, and it was just, it, apart from anything else on set, it was great fun because, you know, they come from a completely different, so you had that thing. They have different rhythms. They have different yeah. sort of, I mean, you know, Alex, Alex Draymond himself, I mean, he is American, German. Right. So he has this kind of in-between kind of, of accent which it's i think perfect. worked quite well for, for yeah. that character because he's he's the english is he is he i think or is, he British, is, is he from the north man or what so, so he has that kind of that's that's his whole struggle in the right. whole thing uh but no it was great you know uh, there's a few uh young actors like harry mcintyre oh. eliza eliza butterworth who was with uh, my agency as well you know and for them you know it was well, for everyone but i mean but it must have been great fun to go and stretch swords on and practice fights and just go oh my god yeah we're living a different life it's a completely different world so so yeah there was a great and i think nick yeah he was right he, he it wasn't a lot of familiar faces in it you know right. they didn't there were a few you know hardened pros and, and then there were but yeah there was a lot of new new faces which is great because then you, you don't know who you everything's new for the viewer then. right you, you don't 
because sometimes you invest too much in the face that you know too well. I guess so. I think you're right. Yeah, that can and happen. you kind of oh well, they're you know they're a certain type or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think it was it, Nick wanted to yeah do something. It's not new. It's not a new idea, but he wanted to make sure that it wasn't that it was a new way of doing. And he didn't want anybody saying these and thous. You know, he wanted it very chatty. The dialogue. Right. You know, we were. You know, you you would feel that you could change words. You know, you could make it so that it was. You know, sort of. You didn't want to make it sound like we're speaking old English or you know right, Shakespeare. Right. Or my lord, I must, you know. So we never say my lord, we'd always just say lord. I mean, because, you know, it was just like, because point. you think, okay, that's a way of, that's a way of delineating somebody's status. And you say, lord, you, you, you might defer or whatever physically. But then right. you kept, cut to the chase and get on with the dialogue sort of thing. And, uh, right. and so then you get, I think you get, it helps you get a lot of, you know, quite sly humor as well. I mean, totally. You know, you get characters who are just sort of, uh, you know, being a bit snide, you know, like Heatherwald, or, 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 or people commenting a bit and going like that, or, 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 or Bayoka, you know, the priest kind of being kind of actually quite sort of really down to earth, not totally. at all, not priesty, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. You know, uh, uh, and of course, priests in those days, they, they were, you know, they were, they, you weren't celibate or anything like that, and I'm not like right. until much later. Right. Yeah. And, and you- um, and you talk about down to earth because that's the vibe I get from your character in the show. I mean, times when he says, um, you know, you're about to go into the battle and he says, I know each of them. And um, yeah, he has a sort of connection to his people, which, yeah, definitely. which definitely. I think helps us connect to him a little bit. Yes, definitely. He's got that. He's um, he's a politician. Right. I mean, he's a very powerful man. I mean, back in those days, obviously, it was about owning land and people, if mm-hmm. you like. Uh, on your on your land, who you know, but I, but I think he was a good landlord in the sense. Exactly. I mean, I, I, yeah. I think he, uh, he wasn't like a you know you know he wasn't going to go and what's the droit seigneur you know the thing when when the, the landowner could go and basically make love to the to the <laughs> to the wife or something you know because that was his right as the landowner. He didn't do any of that. No, <laughs> I don't yeah. think he was just like, well, if you treat them well, you'll get a good return, sort of thing. I think yeah. it's that sort of. That sort of thing on the land, um, but he was a politician. He only, you know, he you was. don't get the power by accident. You know, he liked the power. Yeah. I think he enjoyed that, and I think he had a certain. I think he had a certain not pompousness, but uh, what's the word? Um, I don't know. Assertiveness. He enjoyed the power. He yeah, enjoyed the power. there's no doubt. Enjoyed yeah. being right hand man because he was, of course, the previous king's right hand man. Right. And right at the beginning of the first series, when Alec Newman, who played the the, the previous king, yeah. and he and he sits down, and and, it, and they're obviously old friends, you know, and and the king says to him, "Look, it can't be. That's the way it can't yeah. be. It's got to be Alfred." And I get, okay, all right, don't worry, I'll make it. And then of course he gets killed, and then Otto oh. is part of that push to get Alfred made. Mm. So Alfred is kind of mm. he sort of owes him a bit for his support. Sure, I think sure. you know, absolutely, they, they, that's a great point. And that kind of bond is made, but but Otter is elder. That's <laughs> and, and true. Alfred, uh, yeah. Well, actually, you should listen to me a bit now, sort of thing. <laughs> and then Alfred, of course, has to kind of bit like you know in Shakespeare, Henry the Fourth, that you know when when he's with Falstaff, and and then he has to go. Mm, I have to push you away. I have to be my own king. You know, I have to be my own person and make my own thing. Uh, you know. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I think Otter is. A touch of vanity, just a touch sure, of vanity. Sure, you know, you, you know what I mean? probably I, I, couldn't I, I, get to the position I, he's in without it, right? 
You don't get there by accident. Right, right. And you, and you make you maneuver to get there. You know, you, you kind of you make your choices and you make your moves. I think, yeah. And his son got it from somewhere. I mean, his son got it just. Somewhere. I'm not sure uh, how his son got so bad, but well, I uh, think yeah. I don't think Otto was the best dad. Right. <laughs> I think he was quite absent. Uh, and right. I think, I think yeah, Brian, lovely Brian Bunnell played um, who played Otto the younger. Um, I, I, I don't think, I, I mean, I was reminded very much of the sort of, uh, I don't know if you know King Lear, the, uh, mm -hmm. the sort of Gloucester-Edmund relationship there, the sort of the son who just is being kind of, you know, uh, absent. The father's been sure. a bit absent and, is, and then who'll kind of maybe take the piss out of him in public a bit. And so I can, you can see that the resentment might sort of build up the, you know what I mean? Because Otto, of course, did like a drink as well. That's the other thing. Which came yeah. Out. He did. He liked a bit of uh, whatever it was. And, uh, and the so, alien, they, yeah. so there might have been slightly less emotional involvement than a, than a modern parenting or, you know. And speaking of the drink in season two, it seems that he really turns to the ale. Well, he that, I was going to ask you. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, what was that scene was... like? Because that was a, such a huge oh, scene for us. I mean, that's what really got us in the show was just the twists in it, the the history, the culture, and so like one of the biggest sure. twists, killing your son. Political expediency, but Jesus, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I think he knew. I mean, kind of in the way that he sort of eventually does himself in at the end of season two. He kind of no, he can see what's going to happen, and it's not going to end well. So right. in my, he kind of again rather sort of if you like too much power there really. But he didn't want. I mean, he, how do you how do you how do you go there? He can't have it come back on his position, right? So he has he takes the move. I mean, it's a horrible horrible move. But they were brutal times. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 but that said, it played well for him. Well, he thinks it will. Even though Alfred really pulls pulls pushes down on him at the end because he right. goes right. Look, he kind of goes. I've done this for Wessex. Everything I do is for the state. Yes. I mean, he's the ultimate politician, pragmatist, whatever. Um, so, uh, so that was the reasoning behind it. Uh, and then when he's done that, I think he can't sleep very well. And uh, I think he dreams of it every night. And so the booze becomes a bigger part of his life. And, you know, I think that, is one of the things which Alfred picks up on, and that's yeah. when really, you know, the kind of divide starts coming. And um, because first part of season two, I had very little. There's lots of standing around going, "Yes, Lord, no, Lord," and then yeah. and then and then they built a really brilliant ending oh. for him throughout that thing where you Amazing. actually that whole division when and when um, the daughter is taken, Ethel fled. Ethel fled. Yep. 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 Yeah. Uh, when she's taken and he's like saying, well, you know, I did it with my kid. Maybe she needs to go. It's such because a great it's point, like, yeah. You know, it's like Spock, isn't it? The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, you know? Yeah. And like... <laughs> it's like that, that, that's the take. And it actually, you know, in Cold Light of Day, it's completely, absolutely the right take. Absolutely. And you, you... Breath, you know? <laughs> yeah. it's like, I already did it. I already did it, man. I did like, it. I made the sacrifice. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I love the scene where you're talking about you're looking at the pinnings on the wall and you're like, 
look, all these people sacrifice their lives. You bring the guy in and say he lost two brothers, two sisters and his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing. And then you bring up yeah. the point. I did this. I made the sacrifice. Yeah. And then eventually you go, right. Okay. I'm off. I'm going to go and get the, I'm going to get my army and I'm going to go and take these guys on. And we're going to, we're going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to force your hand. Right. Then he has, then he has to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think and, uh, the, the drinking thing makes for a good, like you let things slip at the late nights at the tavern. You're letting these little, you know, I think like, so they, they water down the ale so that they can't pick up their weapons, but they must or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just. It's I don't really know if that's that true. I, I, love the, I love the idea. I didn't do it. I didn't really research that, but uh, oh, okay. I uh, love the idea of that. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's made his decision. Totally. He's not comfortable with it. I mean, not comfortable with it, but he's just, you know, man's got to do what a man's got to do. He's got to do. But that's the great thing about that, that kind of show is that, I mean, I guess any show, but the stakes are just so high because it's basically, it's about the nation. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's only in his head. It's about, I've got to do what's best for the country. You know, Absolutely. I'll die. I'll die. You know, it's like, He's kind of, you know, he's Hari Kiri or whatever. Uh, he's, I've got to do it. I've got to fall on my sword, but I'm going to do this before I go. You know, Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you know you were coming back for season two? Because Otta's arc that I love, when I read the books, that, that wasn't even in it. And I was just like, so I was wondering, was it even planned? No, I, I, did, I didn't read the only, I didn't read any of the books. I read, I started reading the first one just literally to read what Bernard Cornwall's uh, description of Otta was. I just wanted to see how he described sure. him. But I didn't want to read the books because I thought ultimately it doesn't matter because you're going to get a script and the, and you can't be turn up on set and say, well, in the books, <laughs> like this, and I don't want to do that. I want to do like the book. And then you say this point. Uh, so uh, I, I didn't, I, I mean, I hoped to do season two. I hoped it would go again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it would and then got the call for season two. And then I got the call halfway through season two saying, you know, you're buying the farm in this season. <laughs> so, uh, so I went, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Two seasons, that's fine. You know, I don't want it to become, right. you know, uh, to go on and on and on. Uh, and it was, a, 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 you know, I was very happy with the character and what they gave me. Uh, you know, crescendo to each to each season was actually totally. odd-based. So I can't really argue with that. And I could, you could make the argument that he saved Wessex twice. Well, I, I would make that argument. <laughs> That's exactly the argument I would make. So, um, I think, uh, you know, Uhtred says that at the end of um, season two, he said, Alfred won't write about how Uda saved Wessex, but that's the story yeah. I will tell, um, which is which is awesome. There was a real Uda. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we're going to ask you if you did I, any, could you find anything on that person? Like, well, only, ready for the role? That, only that he uh, he did command when Alfred, I think, was in hiding. He commanded the armies in a decisive battle mm-hmm. against the Northmen uh, in Devon, I think, or Dorset or Devon. I think it's yeah. called Cain Hill Cain or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one no, from season you- one, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, so, and the, the commander of that army was a guy called Odder, by all accounts. Uh, so I think he's sort of, he is sort of that character, but he's also not that character because he's he's not the greatest commander of Right, uh, army army commander, which you see in season two, I think he, you sense that he's more of a politician than a, than a than an army man. He's not physically, you know, he's not a kind of great fighter. 
uh, which obviously I had to downplay because I'm a, an immaculate right, right. sort of... <laughs> 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 uh, You know, like Soros got nothing on me. But I mean, uh, but so, yeah, I mean, they, they, they made odder that he is a little bit indecisive, militarily speaking. Uh, um, but, you know, he's around, he's got, he's got Leo Fritsch, you know, and he's got... Uh, uh, just only in season one, and uh, and he's got uh, the other guys. Uh, I can't remember all their names now, but he's you know he's oh, got yeah. some people to ideas off, even though they're all a little bit anti his way of thinking. But uh, but then of course Uhtred saves the day and goes in and and does that that great raid in season two, and they go and blow right. up all the ship, things like that, and kind of you know he, he makes makes and turns it in order's favour, as it were. Yeah, and you have uh, that great moment with when when Alfred confronts you there in the dark um, near Bianfli at the end of season two when you say, "Yeah, um, it's for Wessex." Yeah, it's never, you, never for me. Always yeah. for Wessex. Yeah, and, and that that is actually, I mean, that is, um, I mean, that's the first hook you have for that character. Really, that's literally, as you, you know, as an actor, you approach, you go, "That's exact. That's where it begins and ends. Right. That's that's uh, Alpha and Omega for him. That's that's." That's it. Yeah. So, um, and then you build everything out yeah, else out, sort of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah. So then, after that scene too, after you you run into to Alfred, Uhtred comes running. Uh, you you tell Alfred he needs to call the shield wall, and you do get some some battle beats there at the end of season two. I do get I get I get I get, I get a bit of a <laughs> yeah. What was it like to be in a shield wall? That's oh, awesome. Well, it's quite fun. <laughs> it's great doing all that stuff because you know. You're in the field in the middle of Hungary, <laughs> you know, with nothing else around. It's the middle of the night, and everybody's wearing weird clothing. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, you got a sounds lot like of a time. Tuesday, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there must be <laughs> no. It's, it's incredible. You just you're just there because you look around you and you are surrounded by it, and it feels right. And uh, and uh, dear old Chaz Bain, the uh, yeah. the. the Photographer who's great, lovely, great to work with, and and Simon, his folks, but a brilliant team. Uh, 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 well, they're all a great team. Uh, 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 you know, it was just making shots look great, and he would always make it exciting and fun to do. Um, I'm blathering now, but no, it was it was it was good fun to do. Being in the shield wall, pushing through, standing oh. there, all back, you know, great. You were really there. You were really doing it. You know, that was really terrific. Enjoyed it. A lot. That's awesome. Another moment we absolutely love. There's a lot of moments I feel like with um, Otto where you just don't know what way he's going to go, you know, yeah. and going back to that battle of Canewit when you're on yeah. the hill and you're waiting to see what does Uchard do? Um, does he fire their ships and your son's whispering in your ear one thing, but you've given yeah. your word. Um, could you maybe yes, talk yes. a little bit about, you know, that maybe that scene and your approach to that scene? Well, I think there's probably, yeah, I mean, he is really caught there. He's really caught there on, on the edge of what, 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 I mean, it's he could go either way there, I guess. But I think, as he said, he's got to, he, well, it's just a um, classic bit of storytelling, really, isn't it? You just, you, you've given the hero, you say, so you just give him that bit more time and it just adds a little bit more to the, to the tension, I guess. I mean, mm -hmm. if you've made the wrong move there, I mean, honestly, I can't remember the, the approach. No, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember we, we, the, the Brian and I started looking. We started doing mixing in the middle of that. We started right, right. pretending DJs when we were off camera. <laughs> Make Chazbay laugh a lot. We were going rewind. 
<laughs> on that That's scene funny. a few times because I think we, there was lots of clasp action going on. Oh, right, yeah. We, we love that but, scene, though, just when he does just decisively, like, we'll go or, you know, whatever well, yeah, it is. Like, attack. We yeah, attack. That, was yeah, just, yeah. that was just so awesome. Yeah. And, and before yeah. that, too, you, we were talking about Rune Attempt Day before we, uh, we started the podcast yeah. here. And you had a scene with Alexander Draymond, Leia Fritsch. Uh, you're going and you, you meet the Danes and you have Rune Attempt Day, yeah. who's this massive dude just <laughs> yelling at you guys about pieces of weasel shit. What was that like, you know? He was great because Bruno, there was no such thing as, well, there was such thing as a script. But I mean, what, what uh, you know, I didn't mean it, that that is that is a compliment. That yeah. is not in it. Yeah. Because yeah. he would, he'd just give you stuff and you just reacted. And obviously, he, I mean, he is a big guy in real life. He's a big mm-hmm. guy. And, uh, and he just looks fantastic. And he's just got that way, that kind of, that sort of Gene Hackman way of kind of just <laughs> smile, but it's not a smile. Well, it's like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and he would often just go, at you in, in, in the middle of when you're doing your take. And so you just respond <laughs> to it, you know, and, 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 and you know, as I say, I didn't feel that he would, I think he was a coward. No. Uh, no. And not a weakly, but he, you know, when you're confronted with something like that and you just don't know what's going to happen in this situation. Yeah. And, and he, uh, and of course, Thomas, Gabriel Sutton, who was kind of, the, he was playing the, the king, uh, oh. now, but um, who was great, who was much calmer. And, you know, Runa was right. like his kind of, his, his attack dog, if you like, his kind of ace in the, ace in the hole. You know? Right, right. Uh, of, uh, of sheer, you know, we're just going to let rip here, you know, unleash the dogs of war sort of thing. Um, uh, so, so, so Runa was just always alive. That's what I meant about throwing the script away. He was just so alive, and yeah. just he, it was great to be with because he was just this fantastic other energy. You, you just yeah. never knew what he was going to do. So anything that happened, you, you just had to be ready for something that Runa would throw at you, which is which is just fantastic because cool. you know it's great. And so you get proper reactions uh, and uh, and comedy. You get a nice kind yeah. of comedy. You That's the nice that. thing. There is comedy in the show. Oh, and when, he, and when yeah. he screams at you guys, it does seem like a very natural, the four or five of you there just back. Like, what? Whoa, okay. I mean, how do you deal with it? I mean, how do you, there's no, there's no, there's no playbook for this, really. Right, you, right. just, you just do it on the fly and you just try and pour a bit of oil on the water and, and you know, whatever. But it's just, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was uh, it was great. It was very alive. I mean, it was the same with a lot of the actors, actually. It was very, Especially, uh, I have to say, a lot of a lot of the the Scandinavian actors they they had a great sort of uh, that's a different rhythm and a different oh. kind of energy they would bring, and it was just fantastic. And I think it really translated well uh, on the screen. You ju- you just get that otherness. It's just, yeah. they were other, and they came in and they and that's and they came in and they sort of and then they they melded with with the people. I mean, the the ones who came and sure. The, what we call the Vikings, which is the, the North, they wanted to come because they, all, they had more fertile land. Right, and they just right. They raised their kids and do that. They just wanted a better, they didn't want those craggy, you know, fjords. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stony and hard and stuff over there. Yeah. They just wanted slightly warmer. <laughs> yeah. There's an aw- yeah, yeah. There's an awesome shot of you two um, at that battle going down the hill, like with full chain mail, yeah, um, going was that real chainmail like heavy it was, or? It was heavy. What well, it was chainmail? No, it was it was pretty heavy. I mean, that was a lot of. Uh, 
Yeah, there was a lot of running down and then a lot of, fuck, we've got to climb back up now and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we get so, this in one take? <laughs> very sweaty. Uh, and um, But also the other thing, I just I remember seeing on horseback because it got pretty cold. I mean, the thing mm-hmm. about Hungary, it's, you know, it's landlocked. So it's one of those countries where it's really hot in the summer and really cold in the winter when we're doing because because they would shoot seasons you'd either do the summery kind of shoot and then it would be down for a few months and then it would go again so you had the wintry shoot and the summery shoot so i did two seasons so i had a hot shoot and a cold shoot <laughs> right right <laughs> and uh the cold shoot jesus it was cold and you'd be wearing and it looked like we were wearing loads but actually what you had on was like uh, you know, you had your kind of th- a thermal vest, okay, and a sort of a bit of sacky clothy type thing with the <laughs> chainmail, which is obviously just holes all the way through it. Yeah. And the winds would whisper just through. I cold metal. Uh, <laughs> I remember sitting on horseback next to Brian playing my son at one point and watching him turn blue. We were, <laughs> we were on horseback. We had to do this just trudging out of Winchester down through the thing and then reset, reset. Our hands, we, you know, we could barely hold on to the reins. And the wind was whistling through. I mean, the capes, they didn't really, it was just kind of linen. It's not yeah, like, yeah. like skins, you know, or leather. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. Kind of, yeah. It was kind of, so it was just racing through. So we were just, could barely speak, not that we didn't have to speak, we just looking down to like this, hands like claws, because they'd been holding on to reins and you couldn't straighten the fingers because they were oh so cold. <laughs> But it was, uh, I'm not complaining. It was no, of course. I mean, why you do these kind of jobs is just to be in odd places at odd times doing odd things, you know. Yeah. It's just, you know, the moon's a balloon, you know, as the David Niven said. It's just like you're doing this thing and there's a big balloon of light hanging there for moonlight and it, and you're running around. And That's cool. You just kind of, if you wake up at some point, you go, what the hell am I doing here? Isn't this great? Isn't <laughs> this great fun? Aren't I lucky to be doing this? That's great. so cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Unfortunately, though, Ada does die mm. at the end of the second season. They um, die. And how it happens is that he ends up taking his own life instead of being, I think, publicly executed or, or something like that. Instead, it would have been a trial and it would have been all that arraignment. And yeah, and I just, yeah, I think he just thought, no, nah, I'm going to do the old Roman, be the old Roman, fall on my, fall on my sword mm. and, uh, um, and again, it kind of harks back a little bit to that sense of him being in touch with yeah. the old times, in a sense more, uh, of being your own master. And he was such a powerful man. Yeah. And I think the real order was, it's similarly, a big landowner, a very powerful man. I mean, you had to liken it to, you know, uh, um, I mean, it's not, no, that would be the wrong analogy. Some Somebody brought down but for doing the wrong, for doing kind of the right thing, but it was kind of trees. I can't think of an example, but 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 also but also kind of a great man to a certain extent, a great statesman. Be like Winston Churchill to a certain extent. You know, he if he if he'd slightly sold the country wrong, I, I'm, that's a wrong analogy. But 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 yeah, I just think he felt right. I'm I'm going to be in control of my own destiny here. Yeah. You know? I've had a good life. Yeah. I've I've been chucked out. I, I don't want to go back to just living in Devon. And- and that's my scene- wife. Oh, with your wife. <laughs> you never that, that was really why. Hey, man, yeah. I was like, you don't have to go back to your wife here. To your wife. They cut that part, that line out, I'm sure. Think, I know. My poor, 
fight. You know, I kill, I kill our son and they kill me. <laughs> He's just sitting there, I don't know, knitting down in Devon. <laughs> I just like stern look after he says that, like, mm, yeah. maybe I should do this. No, but he's married to the power. I think he's married to the power and he's married to being to the state. And he just sure. thinks, well, I'm out of both now. I don't really have anything to live for. I killed, you know, I've had Good enough. Son. And your uh, death is sort of poetic that I think you use the same knife. It's your knife. And in the uh, same you, kind I, of spot as you stabbed your son, the kill shot there. Uh, um, yeah. And then your death is so intimate, like that the scene of I you doing it. Yeah, it's really, and Chaz Bain was really helped me in that scene. Actually, he gave me a great note, um, uh, and and it made it made the scene it made the scene really work. I think, uh, and I love the way that it's Ethelwald that brings me the knife as well. It's kind of like, hey, I'm helping you, but he's <laughs> kind, of, got that great kind of duplicity which he was so good at. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it, it it was kind of poetic. I, I'm glad you thought that. It, 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 it made a, it had a kind of, you know, the wheel is come full circle. Totally. You know? uh, and uh, it's my time, you know. And so yeah. I'll take it and uh, just want to end up looking up at the light and totally. where am I going to go? And I'm not thinking about Jesus. No. <laughs> the, can't be. <laughs> what, what was about. your approach to to dying there? Like, so how how do you approach that so you're not just you know, it's like a very physical scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I say, Chaz, Chaz gave me this great note, which was because I did it. I did it. I did it. Uh, I did it once. And then he said, you know, there's a really there's a great thing that I think he said the kind of the body does something great. Try and make the body do something slightly uh, of its own volition. That it's not it's not, mm. you know, you're not just saying, oh, oh, like that. That there's something in your nervous system just. So there's, and I just, and I thought that sounds so clever. And I just yeah. did a very slight, there's just a thing, just a very slight tick, Subtle, yeah. a, a little kind of thing where you just think, oh, that's the cord of life is breaking there. Right. And that is a mortal blow that you've done. You know, you've done it, you've done it right. There's a kind of thing of, oh, are we going to do this? Yes, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Do you prepare? You prepare, you're breathing, you're breathing, and then you just go, fuck it, do it. And you do it. And then you think, oh, and then there's that moment. I don't know if you've read um, Wolf Hall, you know, the Henry Mantel books, which is all about Thomas. It's a wonderful, because Thomas Cromwell, who was Henry VIII's uh, right. advisor, who is eventually executed. But in the end of the book, there's this great thing where you're kind of within his head as he's dying, sort of thing. And, it, and, ah. and it's just this great sense of, well, how do you react to a nice pushing a knife into yourself how what thoughts go through your head literally and at what point does the body take over from your consciousness sure. in a sense and go i'm checking out here sort of thing and so uh what so, would you th say some of others like what final thoughts were in that moment would you think <laughs> oh that's a that's a good one uh I, I, I think really it's, uh, it, oh, wow. It's something to do with, what was I thinking? I was thinking, do it, do it, do it, do it. You've got, there, there's nothing more for you here. There might be something for you. I, I kind of, so, I mean, there was a little light. Right, right. Like as if there were a window in the thing. And I just thought, I'm going, 
I mean, if it was a Viking death, which he kind of, I can't, it would be, I'm going to that. I'm going to that now. Mm. That's what I want to go to. I mean, I just spoke to Ethelwald about how did my estate look? And he says, it looked beautiful. I'm like, right. I'm going, I'm kind of going, I'm going home. I think that's what I'm thinking. I think I'm going home. Um, There's nothing for me now. I'm, I'm, basically a, a depressive I think you know the booze the killing the thing I, I've lost my power I think I'm going home I'm going home that's what I thought I think I think it was something like that I'm just going up there I'm going up there and I'm going to see what the afterlife is like where do I fit in there maybe I can start running that <laughs> maybe I'll get in with uh, St Peter oh not St Peter but whoever oh Woden I'll get to be Woden Woden yeah and, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, it was a great, great little, great little moment. So I was, I was really pleased yeah. with that. Yeah, uh, I also love the moment when um, early, early in the show, when Ethelwald comes to try to claim. Um, oh yes, that's that, right. Yeah, and and you you say, you know, there's all these people around. It's very tense scene, and and yeah. I think you say on which occasion, you know, like because he, he <laughs> yes, says, that's right, that's right. You're really right. <laughs> And the one they did with that when they did that they did a real they did a lovely reveal on that because the director said no, I just want you to sort of just appear a bit like sort you of do. Uh, yeah kind of almost like Nosferatu just coming <laughs> out because all you've got is the kind of you've got a lot of monks haven't you or priests around the dead king mm-hmm. and then Ethelwald comes and talks to the dead king going yeah well great it's like that and then oh, it becomes apparent that Oda has been part of those ranks and he just turns right. around and goes that's that's interesting, but that was lovely, and it was lovely playing with Harry because he's so just such a great character to play with, yeah. you know. For that that great sort of um, Oda's great sort of maturity and sort of disdain against this kind of weaselly, unconfident guy, you know, or, you know, guy who's been downtrodden as well, you know. He's been downtrodden, so he's wrong. I mean, that's why him and Young Oda have that kind of affinity because they have. Totally. Fathers who, you know, who didn't, weren't there for them, really, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's a kind of very cod, quick sure, cycle. But, but it, it, it holds a bit of water. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was great fun. Yeah, nice little reveal. Yeah. Just trying to think of anything else. I'd have to, as I say, it's been six years. It's been going on. But I, I haven't I haven't caught up with four. I, I saw ask. three. Okay. Yeah. But I haven't done four. And then when, I don't know when five's coming March out. March March okay. I will try and get up to speed because I've got got a couple of other chums who who are in it. Adrian Schiller, who I think oh, yeah. you may have we had uh, him on. You know, yeah, yeah, he was great. Yeah, was great. Who uh, we actually worked with. You said Son of God at the beginning of this, but actually that was what was made out of a TV series, which was rather grandly called The Bible. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, but Adrian and I were in that together. We were right. playing, um, uh, yeah, we were playing uh, the New Testament stuff. Where he was the, the Caiaphas, you know, the guy who basically judges Jesus in it. Yeah. And so, uh, and now I don't know what's his name character in this. Nicodemus. Oh. Um, oh no, he was Nicodemus. Uh, no, I was Nicodemus. You were Nicodemus. Oh yeah. Oh, in in uh, Last Kingdom. Um, he was Ethel Helm. Ethel Helm. Ethel Helm. That's right. He was Ethel. One of those Ethels. One of the. Ethel. One of the Ethel. 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 Absolutely. But uh, no, Adrian's great, lovely, lovely actor. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I've got a few chums in, so I must catch up with it. But you know yeah. how it is. I don't sit around watching TV much. Right, right. Yeah. What, what, what there... are you interested okay. in? What do you, what do you watch? What do you read? Or, or what are some other things? Then I guess you draw inspiration from, or, or. Uh, well, 
Uh, I'm I'm currently actually reading Crime and Punishment, which okay. <laughs> to say I'm really enjoying. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those books that's been it's one of those books that's been on the side for years, and I've just gone. Mm. And I mean, of course, it's like a lot of these things. As soon as you get into it, it's like, oh my god! Now I know why this is a great book. Um, uh, I don't know. What have I been? Th- I don't know. I love I love a thriller. I do love a I like a spy thing. I love a carry stuff like that in terms of reading and mm-hmm. um, watching. Yeah. I mean, we love, Oh my God. Ozark stuff like that. Oh yeah. I just finished Ozark. We love Ozark. Oh my God. Don't say anything. Just, no, 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 uh, we, won't. we won't. I haven't seen the new season oh, either. Oh, I just, I, lo- I love, I love Bateman. I oh, love he's Bateman. so good. <laughs> his delivery. Uh, and his kind of calmness. In fact, I'm just about to go off uh, and do a film uh, playing an American okay. sheriff. Uh, com- nowadays, you know, a modern police uh, thing, um, and uh, and I look at Bateman, and I think, yeah, that that's the sort of calmness I want to try. And he's great. That sort of yeah. everything's on him. He's, they could tell him. They could tell him like the most catastrophic news, and he'd be like, yeah, yeah, okay, um, yeah. Well, I'll he, see you later. He, just, <laughs> that pragmatism again. That kind of pragmatism. He just starts yeah. working in there. I love it. So we're loving Ozark and, and oh, I don't know, Christ, I don't know. Anything that's got a great hook. I don't, we don't watch a lot of, I say we because I talk about my, my Caroline, my, my yep. partner, you know, generally watch stuff together. Um, what have I seen that's good lately? Uh, went to the pictures the other day. Oh, I watched Nightmare Alley. Oh, I haven't seen is, it yet. Was that good? It's quite fun. Yeah, it's good. Okay. I mean, they, they go for the noir you know, it's obviously it was a no, it was Tyrone Power, I think. Originally. Have you seen the original? The um, no, I well, I no, maybe I haven't I seen did it. one of I those films. It. No, but I'd like to see it. It's crazy. It's got a kind of yeah. It's 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 Grand Guignol Noir. Willem Dafoe's great, and yeah. you know, and, okay, and I'll check it out. I think it's on HBO it, it's now. It's worth a visit. I, I didn't. I'm not sure it entirely worth, but it but it's 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 really good. And you know, Del Toro, uh, you know, always interesting yeah. to watch the movie. It's just fantastic. Uh, but I, I like I like a lot of, I like a lot of the old sort of British uh, thriller series as well. Um, Edge of Darkness, the old you know Smiley, the Tinker Tailor, all those kind of very understated. There, it's all done with very small yeah. stuff. Why Le Carre is so great? I love Le Carre because it's it's not James Bond. It's not. It's all about whether they left a chalk mark on a bench. And do you know what I mean? It's very yeah, small. Yeah. Thing, but it's and it's absolutely thrilling that you just get totally wound in. It's not it's not things going off. It's all about the human psychological approach to it, which I, which I just think is great. So you know, I love all that sort of stuff. You know, well we all do. Yeah, we? yeah. <laughs> now you I mean, meant, a bit yeah. of crash bang roller's great every now and then. A bit of popcorn fat, but yeah. but, but uh, for for a roller coaster ride. But you yeah. want to get inside here and here, yeah. really. That's what <laughs> yeah. Now, earlier you mentioned the sets of The Last Kingdom yeah. and how, how cool they were. And one I wanted to mention was that we, we see it a couple times in a couple critical scenes is Lord Udda's estate. I love that that setting. Oh, my. Yes, my, my was, hall. I was like, was Lord Udda lives, lives good. He's living, you know, obviously he's a powerful man, but. It's... You know, he's a powerful dude. He's got a nice. You know, he had a jacuzzi. I'm like, which they did, right? Yeah, I <laughs> No, that was a great hall with those kind of two staircases that right. came down with, and uh, and uh, no, that was beautiful. And that lovely scenes with uh, I loved doing that with the uh, Mildred. She was my uh, daughter, and... my, my niece or something. Your who, goddaughter, uh, I think. 
who married Utrecht. Do you yeah. Remember? Yes. She married Utrecht and it, it yeah. didn't really work. No, it did not. No. <laughs> she was a little too pious, I think, for him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really float the boat. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was a great, great. I mean, that was just an extraordinary build. I think it may have been a version. I think they did a rebuild on something that was there. But there's this whole area in just outside Budapest where they, yeah, right. there's, this, there's this town. There's this uh, town. I think it probably has been used on other shows and they sure. just slightly up. But they did some complete new builds for uh, somebody's hall. For Alfred's or? Um... Hall down in Cookham, things like that. Oh, Utrecht Hall and yeah. I think so, I think that might've been a new build, but they just cool. did extraordinary things. The, the craftsmen out there were just amazing. Right. Amazing, the, the, the set builders and, and, and it was wood, you, you know, it was yeah. real. You know, you felt you were there. That must That's... make it easy to just flow into character. You're in the room. Right. You're in the room. And the camera is kind of, you kind of don't see the camera, which is which. what Nick Murphy was great at was that. It was just, you never were, I mean, okay, sometimes they'd be in sure. tight, you know, sure. that you'd have a bit of a close-up. But a lot of the time, it'd be on a long lens, and you were just behaving in a room, and he'd catch what he wanted to catch. And so, you, you, you know, you wasn't, it wasn't, I think as it went on, it changed. It did get a little bit master two-shot close-up. Yeah, sure. A, a bit. Mm, formulate slightly damning but you know what I mean it kind of normal if you like yeah. whereas I think in the early days of it he, he quite he liked having a camera that could move and that could be behind and you didn't if you had a line you didn't even necessarily have to be covered on mm -hmm. camera it doesn't matter as long as you heard the line right you, you know he would you know it wasn't like and then he gets the actor it was just like well this is actually where it's at and that's what right. I want to show uh, you might be in shot, you might not. It doesn't really sure. matter. What's important is the story, and I want to catch that reaction or that reaction. You know, and I think it so, helps you feel like you're there in the room, very, very as a viewer, as you're watching it. Yeah. Uh, I think as an actor as well, it helps yeah. you feel that you're not having to really hit a mark and feel. Because uh, when you hit marks, I don't know. I, it's very, you know, it, it, it's quite. Sometimes you find it find quite difficult to keep it alive somehow. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Okay. It, like, Okay. You feel a bit nailed to the spot sometimes. Yeah. With some directors, case, and some directors, they're much more easy yeah. going. But maybe that's just me. I just feel sometimes you know you just get a little bit. It can do something to you physically sometimes. Thinking I can't move, I can't move, yeah. <laughs> or I shouldn't move. But um, no. but you know. Now we talked about how Uda much of season two is inebriated. He's um, at the tavern for much of it. Is that difficult to play that, or are you using a method approach? With uh, the well, I wasn't. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't drinking. Yeah, I'm just like. kidding. So, uh, I was pretending. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I know what it's like to be drunk. Right, uh, right. <laughs> so I I can remember that feeling. Now, I mean, it's always. I mean, they. they you know, uh, one of those things about acting drunk. It's one. It's one of those sort of things that actors kind of chat about. You know, it's quite. It's not hard, but it's 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 to be to be sort of convincingly drunk. Where mm -hmm. actually, all you're doing is actually trying to do something very well, but your your, your body is slightly letting you down, or your brain slightly uh, just yeah. back. So yeah. uh, so and you know we've all slurred our words a bit. Uh, so I think his his drunkenness was really actually because actually I mm, I don't know if I should say that, no. uh, <laughs> uh, but. 
what I'm saying is when the, the, the reason that you're drinking is really because you're kind of numbing a kind of a pain. Yeah. yeah. I think a, lot, really a lot of people drink because it's fun, uh, but actually a lot of people do it to kind of forget stuff. And I think others had that thing where he had killed his son. So there was a lot of kind of existential pain mm-hmm. for him. I think. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was one of the reasons that his drinking escalated. Um, well, I think it's the main reason actually that it's yeah. his drinking escalated. He's, he's a slight break, and also he got badly wounded at the end right. of the. That's uh, true. Uh, That's end. true. So he's, injury. he's yep. quite a lot of more injuries, apart from the, <laughs> the things he already had. The scars. You got some massive right. scars. Yeah, the big one across the uh, face. That was a mistake. Anyway, <laughs> uh, my but. lovely makeup artist LJ. She's just brilliant, and uh, That's awesome. you're like, okay, let's do that. You know, and put it right down. Oh. Uh, what you got, and I've been with those drunks, is that after the initial elation of the high of the booze, mm-hmm. you get the sort of you go into a kind of loop somehow. You can go if if your your mind actually so in a, in a way drinking is the worst thing to do to take your mind off the thing you're trying to take your mind off because your mind will eventually go back there and it'll be even loopier. It'll mm-hmm. be even more more going around. More, you know, if it's like if you get stoned and you get a little bit paranoid or something like that, and then actually everything's about the thing that you're trying not to think about, in right? A sense, or things that come up. So, and that's that's the thing because actually what you're after is that first hit is where you feel great and you feel like yeah, yeah, that's behind me. I don't even think about that. But as you go on, then it comes back in, and it's actually mm-hmm. more. It's almost like a. A sort of existential tiredness or ennui. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. You know, and so I think that's where kind of where Odder was at when he was in his cups. He was thinking, I've got this big thing to do. I've got to do it. Oh, I don't want to think about it. And then you drink and then you go, oh, I feel a bit better. And then you think, oh, all I can think about is that now, which is why. Interesting, yeah. When he says to Uchid, he says, I've got a plan, I've got a plan. He's just being put put to bed, I think. Yeah, then you wake up next to world's strongest man. Don't have any plans, (laughs) man. This is not a time for you to have plans, okay? Stop. I think we've all said that to friends before. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to raise the fjord. (laughs) Steve, no. Steve, you're not. I know. (laughs) Got to raise an army. Yeah, good idea. And then then you go cuddle with Magnus Samuelson a little bit. Oh, (laughs) yes. That was funny. Former world's strongest man. Yeah, nice scene. Nice scene. Love that. Yeah. And then he had a little chat with Utrecht where he goes, no, I can't remember what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's enough to Uch- do it. Uh, Utrecht does, yeah. does not buy it. He's just like, Lord. no, he doesn't buy it. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I was right. Now, yeah. now, looking back at the show, are there any moments that you consider favorites of your own from shooting or, or um, any scenes? What started the project was great. There was a gr- okay. such a great level of excitement. Also, I, I had a a guy and your friend who was on it, Eddie Bauer, who played the uh, Leo Fritsch, mm-hmm. who's just great entertainment and great to be had on, on set. And I got, I got, uh, it was great getting to know people like Ian Hart as well, who plays oh, Bielka. Yeah. Actor, I've always, I've always, you know, uh, loved and loved his work. And just great to get in with people like that. For, so for me, because I was, you know, I think like most actors, I don't know, they go in thinking, well, I haven't been found out yet, you know, and you're in and you're in with it and you see these actors that you love work and you go and you're working with these guys, yeah. and you know, women, and you're going, 
you're going, oh, wow, this is great. You know, so that for me, so beginning and, and working with these great Danish and Norwegian and Swedish actors mm-hmm. who just were, that was exciting. So I loved all that. Specifically, I mean, you know, from the from freezing your ass off on the horse and then getting back to the hotel, having the, the hot bath and just going, oh, God, you know, thawing out, things like that. Um I can't, I can't I think Jake's on set. There was lot, yeah. lot there was lots of fun just mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. Uh, of the film game with David Dawson. Which, so we would always, you know, doing the thing about, you know, when you go, uh, when you say, you name a movie, then you, the next person's got to say an actor from that movie, then the oh. next person's got to say a movie with that actor in it, a different movie. And you go around and get around and you can't think of, you know, you, it's like six degrees we, of separation. We got to try that later, Steve. And, uh, it's really, oh, it sounds it's like fun. Game. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. It had a, it had a rude word. It was the name of it. Because if you, if you lost, you got a, a letter of that word. And when you okay. had the full, you were out. Cool. cool. <laughs> is it oh, the we're word, definitely going to play that. Is it the word the, the British people can say, but we're not supposed to say here in America? Is it that word? Well, I'll say it. Wanker. Oh, <laughs> we can say that. We can say uh, wanker. So you get a W A, and then when you're a wanker, you're out. Sort of thing. There's okay. another word we can't say. I thought it was the C word. We're not supposed to say a C word over here. Oh, I see that. Well, causation. Combine. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, I know what you mean. I know. What you mean. <laughs> yeah. I feel it's getting back in favor these days. I see. I it like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> it sort of rolls well. off the tongue. It's. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> no, I'm not going to make you say it. But but so, what were some of your favorite things about your character, Uda? I liked his. I liked the uh, the relationships he had with his son. I mean, I, I didn't. It wasn't a great relationship, but I loved oh. that way that he kind of that he kind of looked down his nose. And that was fun with with Brian. It was great because he's just this kind of malignant presence. You know, oh right. God, he's wrong. I, I enjoyed doing. I enjoyed doing all. The, what research I did just into the period, into the, you know, that, that whole, I, I loved the, the power of the man. I loved his slight vanity. I love, I love his pragmatism. Um, I love the fact that he could be sometimes a bit square and, yeah. uh, and not get the joke or something like that. Um, and I just, I don't know. It just, I just loved being in a, a completely different world with him. Just a right. completely different time. Cool. Uh, that was just that was the best thing really and and being with a great bunch of people just um, playing make-believe <laughs> yeah right fun. i mean having fun and, and, and working bloody hard as well i mean it's, yeah it's a, lot, a lot of stuff it was, it was i'm not saying it was tough because it's not tough compared to a lot of other jobs but it was you know you felt at the end of the day you thought wow yeah put a day's work in so that was you know, and, and as, as the fans we appreciate that from the actors so much because yeah. it, the show feels real it looks real the acting seems real and yeah uh, and we know how hard you guys work to do that and you and you know the, the original seasons one and two cast you guys really laid such a great foundation for yeah. what's still coming out and the yeah. movie that's going to be coming out it's really you guys set such a nice tone there are a movie coming out there's going to be yes. the, this um, fifth season and then they're going to do a movie as well so, so they announced wow. that season five was going to be the last season there was sort of an uproar from the fans because they were going by the books and uh, there's 13 books two seasons per book so it was like wait that doesn't add up we're missing two three seasons books. per book was that the way that it was working out so yeah. they were looking mm-hmm. for 
seasons. Two seasons per. Or no, 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 no. Sorry, what did I say? Two, two, se- books, two books per season. Per one sorry. season. Oh, two, two books, books per season. season. Okay, so yeah. they wanted a, they, um, they wanted that last season. Okay, right. Okay, oh, sorry, well. yeah, other way around. Um, oh, so they're going to do like a movie to finish off, as it were. We think so. Story. We think that's what they're going to do. Like the last three novels. Yeah. Um, so I guess that would be like a Netflix film, which they might give a cinema release to as well. Yeah, I know and it's going to be Netflix. Be awesome. Definitely Netflix. It would be cool if it was. Yeah. It would be awesome cinema release. I'd love to see. <laughs> It'd be great to see, like, yeah, proper nice bit of widescreen. Yeah. Yeah, they're filming oh. the movie right now. Actually, like yeah. season oh. five is about to come out, and they're on set doing the the movie. It's called Seven Kings Must Die. Is the name of the movie. Oh, right. So that's with Alex, I guess. And yeah, I he's on set. He's, I mean, Uhtred in the books is supposed to be super old, even by season four. In the books, he's like talking about his arthritis and how it's <laughs> like harder to hold a sword. But, you know, I don't think they're going to make him ancient in the show, in the movie. Or the show. Uh, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of whatever that stuff is that they paint on. Just a little bit of a crinkle up there. Maybe yes. a little bit. <laughs> a bit of a, a stiffness in the arm. <laughs> Like I mean, wow. in, it's funny to read the books, and uh, and he's really like struggling. When you're about 36 in those days, you get arthritis. When you're about 36, yeah, yeah. I'm cranky here. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Well, that's great. I wonder who's going to be in that, apart from Alex. I, mean, I don't know. know Finnan, it looks like Finnan's on set, and Arnis, uh, or um, okay. Mark and Arnis, yeah. Mark and Arnis. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> They're career Vikings now. Well, no, they're not really Vikings, are they? Well, uh, Arnest kind of, you know, <laughs> Citric was Arnest. a Dane. The Irish guy, wasn't he? And, uh, yeah. yeah he's um, Irish. Finnan's Irish, and he's, um, yeah. Irish, that's right. And Arnest is presumably Scandinavian? Or yeah, he would be Scandinavian. <laughs> well, Lithuania. the actor is um, from Lithuania. Yeah. Lithuania. Yeah. 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 And Mark's oh, from great. Scotland, so... Yeah. Is Eliza still in it? I don't um, know. So, yeah. so yeah. So Eliza's interesting because in the books, her character kind of goes off and right. and lives in a monastery after Alfred dies. But in the show, she had a major role, and I'm not going to spoil anything about season four. Okay. But she's fantastic. I'll just say that. Oh great! Four. Oh great! Oh. I'm delighted. Yep. Lovely. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. I'll have to watch. Yeah, you'll 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 enjoy season four. It's pretty great. Um, and then. Yeah. Obviously, we're excited for five coming out, but great, great, great stuff. Excellent. What else well, do you fantastic. want from your career? Is there anything else you want to get out or any dream projects? <laughs> dream projects? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I just like to work. I like it to be interesting work. I just want to play interesting characters. I mean, sure. that's that's we can ever want. In March 2020, I was in a theater show and uh we weirdly i was at not weirdly but i was at the um the globe theater in london which is cool. where uh the, the the original shakespeare type globe so right. the, 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 the we were doing the indoor show because it was march so you want the outside then because uh, they got a beautiful indoor theater the sam wanamaker theater and uh, i was doing a show there <clears throat> which actually adrian schiller is about to open in a show there uh, oh, cool. right now uh, but so yeah i'd like to do some more stage work and i'd, I'd just like to you know i mean i'm, I'm not, no spring chicken anymore so uh you just have to hope that the the roles keep coming in for people of uh you know a certain age as it were um, as i mean as say i'm going i'm very excited to be going to uh going to kosovo to oh. film this yeah nice. to, to do uh shoot this kind of it's a very quite a violent film but it's oh. uh i think it's a thriller i think it should be quite good it's quite nice it's, it's quite good i'm not i can't i shouldn't really say anything about it but it'll, okay uh, 
Yep. Uh, but uh, it, it, it could be quite a fun. It'll be a bit of a, it's a genre, you know, it's an action movie, but it's got a good central thing, I think, of, you know, one person against ever more bigger odds and trying to get cool. through that. So got that rather than it being just, you know, booze is going like that. It's got a woman, it's got a, a woman is the central character and she's, you know, she's trying to fight against unsurmountable, it seems, cool. kind of odd. Got that kind of push to it, which makes it more interesting, I think. Um, we'll definitely but, be on uh, the lookout for that, no doubt. But uh, yeah, I just want to, I just want to keep working. I just want it to be interesting. Great. Maybe make some stuff, try whatever, whatever. Just, just, just hang in there. As, as Barry, somebody said recently, said a comedian over, he said, you know, you don't retire. The phones are stopped ringing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so you know, I'll, I'll hopefully the phone will keep ringing. So that's that's all I can. That's look awesome. To. Yeah, that's awesome. That sounded yeah. that's wrong, but you know what I mean. That's what you yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah, makes sense. Uh, Steve, do you have any uh, any other questions? No, no. This is yeah, this has been, been great, awesome. Simon. Thank you so much for for chatting it's with absolute us. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, I probably banged on a bit too much about some stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, this no. is great. You guys, I'm glad you, I'm glad you were so enthusiastic about it. We love yeah. it, and and that's you great. you were one of our favorite characters, like we said from um, seasons one and two. You really helped take the show to that next level we think and, and we, we only hope the last kingdom keeps catching that traction that it seems to be gaining constantly yeah because good, we think good, it kind of deserves to be i mean it's already a very big show but we think it kind of deserves to be that like game of thrones game of thrones level that like yeah yeah i never, really think never it can watched, hold up i never watched game of thrones i, I never interested me because I, I don't what i loved about this is that it's kind of real uh, it's what we love about it Really yeah. based on reality. Game of Thrones, kind of anything can happen. It's fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do Tolkien. I don't do that kind. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't float my boat at all. Right. I, I much prefer the fact that it is. This is a political show. It's got you know. It's, yeah. I mean, I'm, it's got I'm everything. Saying, but it relates to my country as well, and it really yeah. about. I know. I feel like. Steve and I get patriotic about it, even though we're not from there. <laughs> no, 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 England. <laughs> you kind of are from. My ancestors are. Yeah, I know my ancestors are, but like, Where, where's your ancestors from? Where um, I have from? some ancestors um from England. I'm I'm eighty percent Irish though. <laughs> right, um, okay. so I just got my DNA results. And the other twenty percent oh, Scottish. Right. fifteen percent Scottish right. and five percent um from Britain. So I have I have a, I have a. But I'm from like 100% that small pocket of the world, apparently. Um, where they came from before that, I have no idea. Oh, who knows? Well, Africa. But Probably. <laughs> we all yeah. came from Africa. Yeah, we all did. Yeah. We all did. Stardust, of course, but there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Stardust. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we do what we like, you know. Um, we cover what right. we like. The Last Kingdom is, has always been our favorite show. And, you know, when, when COVID hit, um, yeah. I think we just had the idea, like, I mean, oh, oh, so this is busy. Um, is this know, that when you started doing this? Is that only two years recently? ago? Well, we, we started the podcast before that, but we started having guests on. Um, Harry right. McIntyre was our first guest with a phenomenal right. talk um, two years ago about, um, I think, right, Steve? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, it was, it was 2020. We, we started this yeah. just to stay in touch because we both we met in PA in Erie and then he moved All back right. to New York. I was staying in PA. So, yeah. And we just wanted to talk about our favorite stuff. And it just, you know, Last Kingdom was our, is our favorite show. Yeah. And just, that's why we've really and, just dug into it then. And we just, we feel so fortunate to be able to, you know, like have people like you on and pick your brain about your experience. And um, yeah. it's, it's a treat for us. And it's, 
you know, we've gotten well, a lot of listeners yeah, from it. Anyway, you're from PA, did you? Say? Oh, hello. Where um, are you going? Oh, yeah. Uh, you from PA? Uh, yeah, I'm from oh, Pittsburgh. Uh, my, 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 grand, my, grand, my grandfather was from Allentown. No yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, he came to this. He was a musician. He was a very famous pianist who came over from Allentown to London. He made his career in Britain. So you and, did. Uh, your ancestors went kind of the other way. Well, there his back. parents were German. So I'm oh, close. that's interesting. That's interesting. So they came over and then and then he came over to, to Britain. But he was born and raised in Allentown. Allentown, oh. PA. Yeah. Have you, ever, have you ever been? I've never been to Allentown. I You'll have to make it, it someday. I mean, at least go to Pittsburgh. You might be let down, but it's... Well, by the way, you might want to see this. You might I do, yeah. This. this. I should have mentioned this earlier. Yeah. This is my Otter doll. That's amazing. Oh, look at that. Which, which I, I'll say my, but Julia, who is a, a costume a costume uh, oh. person, made it as my farewell gift i just oh it's, it's even got the clasps oh it's beautiful <laughs> i meant to show it earlier but that's that's lovely julia who made that and it was my uh, what one of the costumes that's great one of the dress that he's just oh we love that <laughs> we love that action figure he does everything he can pontificate he can even sword fight <laughs> anyway good that's awesome that's very awesome. nice okay guys well, look lots yeah. of love Okay. That sounds good. All right, Simon. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. Bye. All right. Take care.